Hi, this is David. I bet you've heard the saying that food is medicine. But the thing is, we also want our food to be quick and tasty. Factor has the solution. Their delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. They deliver prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including Kato, Calorie Smart, Vegan and Veggie, and more. Plus, there's extra things to enjoy. They have over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons, like snacks and smoothies, that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. You'll be glad to hear that Factor is affordable. I've done the math. and Factor meals are less expensive than takeout. So what are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. Head to factormeals.com slash living50 and use code living50 to get 50% off. That's code living50 at factormeals.com slash living50 to get 50% off. Thank you. Welcome to the Inspirational Living Podcast. Today's reading was edited and adapted from Gaining the Round Above, A Guide to Personal Efficiency by Gustavus S. Kimball, published in 1918. Courage is the spirit to begin and the determination to pursue what has been begun, to do that which is right at all hazards and at any cost. The greater part of the courage that is needed in the world, however, is not of the heroic kind. Courage may be displayed in everyday life, as well as on heroic fields of action. Our common need is for the courage to be honest, the courage to resist temptation, the courage to speak the truth, the courage to be what we really are, and not to pretend to be what we are not, the courage to live honestly within our means, and not dishonestly upon the means of others. Honesty should set every question at rest between you and others. It is more important than money, greatness or wisdom. Sir Benjamin Rudyard once said, No person is bound to be rich or great, nor to be wise, but everyone is honor-bound to be honest. Honesty succeeds. Dishonesty fails. The world never needed uncompromising honesty more than it does today. A rising generation of young people who are faithful to the trust which is imposed upon them. There are many records which crown fidelity. I will give you one illustration which might be repeated and intensified in the lives of young people everywhere. I have a friend who is now a vice president of one of the country's largest retailers. When he first entered the service of the company, he was green and awkward. He was given the poorest paid work in the department. 
One day, a man who had been at work in the same office for six years approached him and gave him a little advice. He said, Young man, I want to put a few words in your ear that will help you. This company is a soulless corporation that regards its employees as so many machines. It makes no difference how hard you work or how well, so you want to do just as little as possible and retain your job. That's my advice. This is a slave pen, and the person who works overtime or does any especially fine work wastes their strength. Don't do it. The young man thought over the advice, and after a quiet little struggle with himself, he decided to do the best and the most he could, whether he received any more pay from the company or not. At the end of the year, the company raised his wages and advanced him to a more responsible position. In three years, he was getting a third more salary than when he began, and in five years, he was heading the department. Meanwhile, the man who condescended to give the greenhorn advice was working under him at the same salary he had eleven years before. For such honesty, every business in the country is in search, because they are sure that such a person can be trusted. What a shining illustration of this was Abraham Lincoln. He was faithful in every situation. Notwithstanding any obstacle or difficulty, people came to have limitless trust in him, which in turn strengthened him for great service. It would have been impossible for Mr. Lincoln to have done what he did if people had come to doubt him because they had discovered him to be lacking in fidelity. Sometimes a young person says, I don't care what anybody says. I am going to do just as I please, and then they heedlessly plunge into the doing of those things which lessen the confidence of others. Then soon they begin to wonder why they are not getting on in the world. The reason is plain. By foolish outward doing, they have lessened the confidence of others. Never underestimate the importance of that confidence which others have in you. Win confidence and hold it by being faithful. Don't take the person who succeeds in business, makes money and spends it in extravagance and self-indulgence, or hoards it in miserly selfishness as your ideal. The things that seem to be that person's pleasure are indeed only the enemies of true happiness. Goodness and true happiness cannot be found apart. Admire and imitate the good individual who is known in business as the honest one, in social life as the person of principle, generous and true, in the home as the kind and just parent, the beloved and respected head of the household. Exalt moral courage the courage to do right when tempted, to stand for that which is good, which is far beyond mere physical courage. Esteem strength and character above strength of body. 
strive to grow up to be a person of moral force, of true principles, of integrity that can be relied upon, of generous impulses and of high impure purposes. These things will win true success, real happiness, and the honor and esteem of your fellow citizens. Remember also that it is opportunity that makes you and your fortune, provided you have learned how to take advantage of the opportunity. Opportunity comes sooner or later to everyone, but rare is the person who is ready to seize it. It is not luck or natural brilliancy which puts one individual so far ahead in places of trust and honor. You will find they achieve their success by educated and well-directed energy. For the well-equipped woman and man, the best prizes of life are not hard to obtain, because so few can grasp them. But even if the competition was severe, to the resolute this would sharpen their efforts, rather than weaken them. Is it possible for a person of ordinary abilities to attain success today? Most emphatically, yes. Never in the history of this country were there greater opportunities than today. But what the world demands are people of character and preparation. Success in life comes when you see your opportunity and have the courage to take it. Joseph's opportunity in the Bible was when he stood before the Pharaoh. He used it wisely, boldly, but not too boldly, and went out a prince. Most people who fail, fail not because they have lacked opportunity, but either because they have not recognized it when it passed, or have been unequipped for it. Joseph was always ready. As a slave, he saw his opportunity to govern the house of his master, and he did so. As a prisoner, he saw his opportunity to go to the head of the prison and assume control of the prison, and he did so. Even when such an unexpected event came as telling of a dream to the Pharaoh, he was ready to explain it. To be ready is to be great. So much we might accomplish, yet we stand day after day and meekly hold out a hand for mana falling from the skies when all life's field around us lies. It is the great worker, the one who is alert for chances, that sees them. Some people become so opportunity blind that they cannot see chances anywhere. They would pass through a gold mine without noticing anything precious, while others will find opportunities in the most barren and out-of-the-way places. John Bunyan found opportunity in prison to write the greatest allegory in the world. Joseph Paxton, the architect of the Crystal Palace, was a gardener in the service of the Duke of Devonshire. When the committee advertised for plans of a building for the famous exhibition of 1851, Paxton saw his opportunity and embraced it. His plans were so novel and suitable that they were adopted at once, thus outdistancing all his professional competitors. 
by close study and persistent trial, in leisure moments by night and day, he prepared himself to seize that opportunity and make the most of it, and it made him Sir Joseph Paxton. Our grand business then is not to see what lies dimly at a distance, but to do what lies clearly at hand. I read not long ago of an office boy named Johnny. He grew up under very hard conditions, which included constant bullying and cruel jokes. He eventually found employment as an errand boy at an office. He reached the office first in the morning, and he had his lunch with him. He stayed in the office at lunch hour and kept busy. He found something to do every minute of every day and he did not keep union hours. The man who paid the salaries for that business, and worried about light profits and heavy disbursements, who worked day and night, soon noticed that whenever he called the office there was someone there to respond. Early or late, noon hour or holiday, ever and always the same voice greeted him. He called the office one holiday and Johnny answered the telephone. Why are you there today, Johnny, said the proprietor. Oh, I had some work to do and I thought something important might turn up, answered the young man. That was the reason he was there. He was doing his work, waiting for an opportunity to further the interests of the business. Do you suppose an employee like that would be permitted to quit? Do you suppose he would have to go out on a strike to get an increase in salary? No, it is that kind of service that commands the highest salary that the business will justify. The kind that ultimately reaches the highest pinnacle of success that persistent, intelligent effort can achieve.